Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is uh, Tuesday, the 19th of October, 2021. We're back in the studio. It's great to be back with, uh, well, not with Patrick Flaherty, but at least with Kyle Robertson and, and our fine crew beat writer, uh, uh, Jacob Myers. Uh, I'm Mike Ares. Thanks for joining us. The crew is coming off a f- resounding, redounding four to nothing victory over the, who was it? It was such a vaporization. The Miami, the Miami FC's uh, enters through the enters, right? Enter Miami FC. I Miami. think it's yeah. CF actually. CF? Yeah. Enter Miami. Enter Miami. Yes. CF. The Beckhams. Yes. Iguain FC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and man, Gonzalo didn't look happy, huh? Oh, geez. He was a, uh, he was a whiny thing all night. He, a frustrating evening for the visitors, the crew. And this is what I want to ask you guys about first. And we'll start with Jacob, but the crew kind of finally, they got the band back together. Um, Finally, um, they were missing the captain, Jonathan Mensa, who was in quarantine after coming back from international duty. Um, and, you know, shame on him. He should have gotten his shots earlier in the year and he wouldn't miss these games that this team needs to win. And he's the captain. Uh, that aside, um, you know, the one thing, Jacob, that stood out to me was um, after a year rehabbing a blown knee and then a torn hamstring, which scuttled this season. And, you know, Kyle will tell you because um, not only has he had knee surgery, he's he's operated on some knees. He's a he's he's one of these kinds of guys. He's a kind of Mr. Everything. Um, but a knee takes a year and uh, Valenzuela put that year in and then did his hamstring. And, and Milton Valenzuela was Milton Valenzuela again. And then you can move Sanch back up to Pedro Santos back uh, on the wing and then um, a healthy team, it would look completely different than anything we've seen this year. Yeah, I think even when considering Inter-Miami, I think it was one goal in their last five games coming in. They were in poor form, and they're not a great team. But this was the best the crew offense has played this you year. You said poor form. That's one of those soccer euphemisms. For they've been <laughs> sucking pretty hard. How about they, this? They, yeah, they, they're, they're bad. Like 0-6 in their last six or something like that. I thought it, I thought it was uh, unlucky as a soccer euphemism I guess you could say for that but uh, no they're beyond unlucky this Miami team <laughs> over the last six weeks well they're so. done now yeah. that they lost this game but yeah I, I think your point with Milton Valenzuela and I would even say Steven Marrera who looked very good as he's getting more comfortable uh, with with his new team Santos had his best game Lucas Elorion especially in the second half I thought was much much better was willing to you know, I think he saw that he was getting help from the wingers and that helped him have confidence in them. And he's making that extra pass. All in all, it was overall the best the offense has played this year. And there's that, uh, Kyle, that uh, Santos-Azardis combination was just uh, oozing danger all night. Yeah, I mean, that's what you've been wanting all year. I mean, we've uh, we've talked about the, the the wing play. I mean, it's it's just been crap all, all year and they finally got things going and um, I've said for all season, you know, that, you know, Zardes is one of those guys that need to have good balls played into him from, from the wings. And, and they got, they got that finally. And a lot of times, and 
I've noticed that like, like Diaz tries to create and, and use his speed. And at times late last year, he, he kind of figured out how to play Zardas, those early balls in into space. And it seemed like a lot of the guys this year are going to the corner and then playing the balls in. And then a lot of times Zardas is going up, up against two guys. Yeah. When the defense is yeah, already yeah, had yeah, time. Yeah. And so I think that's the balance in, in, you know, and I think finally after what, 20, however many games they played, they've 29, fought, yeah, 29, you know, they're finally trying to figure it out. And it's kind of like, you know, a little kind of too late. <laughs> Five games to go, beginning with uh, tomorrow night's game, Wednesday, the 20th at Nashville. Um, the Nashville's they're not into right They're Nashville SC, SC, SC. Uh, at Nashville, uh, second place in the East, 11, 15 and three plus 20. Um, a formidable opponent, especially at home. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a preview of that, but really the big picture of this show is, is the is the what's right in front of everyone's face, and that is what we've been kicking around for a few weeks and, and drawing a negative on it, which is can this team sneak into the MLS Cup playoffs? Uh, five games to go. The last game of the season, the only one of the five for which they'll have a full week's rest is uh, November 7th. And that is a home game against uh, Chicago in the LDC, uh, as the kids call it. Um, the crew is uh, three one and one in their last five, four one and one. If you throw in the Campione's Cup victory over Cruz Azul here, um, and that was after losing uh, six in a row, eight of nine and six, which started with a zero uh, and six run, which was uh, the worst in team history. Um, Jacob. What is the mood of the team? And, and uh, of course, they have to say and they have to believe they can do it. Um, what are your thoughts and what are their thoughts? It was definitely the mood was definitely down after losing at Philadelphia. Just a pretty spiritless performance. But then you had the international week, a lot of guys out. So you didn't train your full group for two weeks. But I thought you saw a considerable response and the response they absolutely had to have against Miami. They are starting to feel a lot of confidence at home. I think that's obvious myself. I have a lot of confidence in them when they play home games now versus maybe about a month or two ago on the roads. Another question. That's why I think this upcoming game against Nashville, you just, I mean, Josh Williams said it after the last road game, he's sick and tired of their road performances. So that's what I'm kind of looking for in this Nashville game before possibly a definitive game at DC United at the, at the end of this month um, to set up that final match day. But yeah, I think they should be playing with a lot of confidence. The defense has consistently been better. They didn't really have any fires to put out against Miami, but they did very well um, outside of a couple early moments. And then the the attack is, uh, as we said, was much better this week. You just hope that that's not a one-off. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Peepa back, uh, he checked in late in the second half and, and was uh, warmly received, as you'd expect. Uh, that, was a t- that was a nice moment in that game, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, he put in a lot of, lot of work. People well, love him. They're chanting mean, Higuain, uh, which is uh, something you don't hear. I mean, you, you put him on the on the on the four statues, right? You, you're, you're, yes, you're, the Mount Rushmore, uh, the Mount Rushmore of crew, right? 
Yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's always you know, it's always kind of tough to see um, a guy like that that is so beloved and loved, and you know, him to go to DC for a while and then right down to right down to Miami. So, well, he joined his brother. All should be yeah. well, uh, Jacob. You had a talk with uh, Federico Higuain, and how did that go? Yeah, I'll, I'll tease it a little bit. Uh, there should be a story up on Dispatch.com either um, later today or, or Wednesday morning, but. He one thing that I found interesting that he said is uh, he it was a little unexpected for him the type of reception that he got and I asked really you didn't expect that and, and he just kind of said no look I'm a humble guy I I don't ask for much but he he was very very grateful for the response that he got and and it seemed very very genuine how happy he was and and his family was back here too to not only see. Uh, a bunch of people that I'm sure he, he misses, he said he misses, but to see the progress of the club, something he stated over and over again. And he was genuinely happy um, that they won MLS cup too. Well, um, you know, Miami was one of these teams that, that was in front of the crew recently and until their, their skid. Um, uh, does, is there any notion Jacob in the locker room that uh, even that, that scoring four goals for a team that has struggled to score mightily all season um, uh even against a, a team in, what do you call it, Kyle in poor form? Is that what you say? Unlucky. They're unlucky. Uh, that, that, uh, that, 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 that has to offer some momentum. Yeah, I think so. And, and they created a lot more than what was three goals and, and then an own goal. Um, but I think if you're looking at last year's team and this year's team, something I've continued to write about is they weren't great at creating chances last year. They were much better than this year, but what made them good is they were able to capitalize on those few opportunities when they had them. I I still would like to see, even when you get a four Oh game, they probably should have had five or six with how many good chances they had. So that's, I think the next step you want to see, but certainly you're, you're never going to complain when, when it's a four Oh, what was up with the own goal? I thought that was Matan's from, I, I watched it about three or four times and it, it seemed like, so let's who, who was over on that left side. It was Valens. Oh, Barry crossed it in and and it went off of, um, Perez, the, the defender for Miami. And it looked like Matan got touched, but, but he didn't. Um, but that was one of several yeah, spots. Thought, they were in a lot of dangerous he he spots. He scored it, it looked like, cause he <laughs> I know. grabbed the ball yeah. and the ref took it away from him. He's like, no, you don't touch that. That that's for the other team right now. So, um, let's look at the standings, uh, uh, quickly, uh, New England just romping through the mm. season. Um, they have uh, 66 points in 30 games. They've won 20. They're plus 23. They're clearly the dominant team of of, uh, of MLS uh, in 2021. Six points shy of the record. Yeah, six points shy of LAFC's record in 20, um, 2019. And they dropped two points at home against Chicago. But right. you, you ought to think with, right, they have four games left. You ought to think they're going to be able to get it. Right, four games left. Nashville has played 29. Um, they have 48 points, so there's the gap between first and second, 66 to 48. Uh, Nashville, an impressive pl- plus 20, and as as we've established, they... they uh, All they do is draw. Yeah, yeah, they can draw anybody. Um, uh, I have it uh, the European way written down here. I have wins, ties, and, and then losses, which, which I, uh, soccer people say is the right way to do it. Uh, Three it, losses. That, just, I mean, that's incredible. Just drives me crazy. Yeah, so three losses. Four. One zero and four in their last five? Something like that. Yeah. 
Did you look that up, yes, Kyle? Yes, I did. Oh, that's good. Just to help you out. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's good. <laughs> he watched the game on tape, too, uh, just to bone up on yes. it again. Yeah, he's a Resident researcher. <laughs> Philadelphia's in third place uh, through 29 games, 12 wins, 7 losses, 10 ties. Uh, Orlando's in fourth. That's the last uh, automatic playoff berth in the East. Uh, through 29 games, they have 12 wins, 8 losses, 9 ties, 45 points. And just below the bar, Atlanta with 42, so three points short of fourth place. Uh, then D.C. United with uh, 41 points. Um, and Montreal with 40, holding down the seventh and final uh, playoff berth in the Eastern Conference. Um, and here's where it gets interesting. So Montreal, seventh place with 40 points. Then New York City with 40. Uh, the Red Bulls with 40. And then the crew with 37. And um, Miami's in 11th. They're out of it with 32. So... There it is. You have beginning in fifth, it goes 42, 41, 40, 40, 40, 37. The crew is the one with the 37. The, they have left, as we said, at Nashville on Wednesday. They get uh, two full days off, and then Saturday home against New York Red Bulls, um, then three full days off, and then they're back at it Wednesday at home against Orlando, then two full days off, and then they play Saturday, October 30th against D.C. United, then they get a full week off before the last game of the season, decision day. Uh, on, on on that day, November 7th, they play Chicago at home. Um, so uh, in order, you're talking about the second-place team in the East, the ninth-place team in the East, fourth-place team, and the sixth-place team, uh, and then um, Chicago, which is 12th. So, um, uh, this is not easy, guys. I think the rule of thumb here is uh, uh, they need at least four. Uh, four wins um, and not, you know, um, they can't afford a tie almost at this point. Um, they need four wins. Four and one would probably do it. Um, and uh, three and two probably wouldn't uh, unless they got some help. Is that fair to say, Jacob? Yeah, I think 12 of 15 points left that puts them at 49, puts them in contention. Where they are now, four points off of that last spot and looking at goal differential, let's just call it five points. They need to get in. Right. So, I mean, making up five points in five games, they made up two points this past weekend and, and they have to jump three teams to get to seventh place. That's uh, I, yeah. I just look at that DC United game almost as a, a must have. Now, if you win unexpectedly at Nashville, you, you buy yourself a game there just in terms of the math to, that we're doing here to, to get in. So I mean, if you draw in Nashville, you go four zero on one, puts you at fifty, probably sitting well. Yeah. Um, and, and three home games, I expect them to to win those. Got to win one on the road. And so far this season, it's just if you're going to predict how they do on the road, it's they're gonna it's going to be a letdown. Now, Kyle, you've been uh, dubious, if if not Kyle Dubis, uh, there's a there's a Maple Leafs joke there. <laughs> you've been dubious about their chances uh, in these preceding weeks, and who wouldn't be um, the way they were playing and and the number of teams they'd have to jump, and the fact that as we sit here now, they're still a minus team in this league differential wise. Um, do you see any glimmers right now? Well, I think it's going to be interesting because I think there's there's no pressure because you just go for it, right? If you're Caleb, you're just out to you know try to win every single game, as in like you know that we just have to win. Like you just put out your best and you attack. That's what I think. I mean, you have a, the defense is holding up pretty well. You know, you got room back there, which you're very um, confident in that he can make the saves. And I just think you try to figure out what best combination works. And I think you just hope to God and figure, (laughs) figure out what works and what's clicking. And hopefully the last few games, things have kind of 
you know, things of, you know, Zardes is what five goals in four games, Yep. you know, so you, you keep on going and you just, I, you know, I think you full out attack from the get go and just, yeah, let it all. Hang yeah. Out. Let, yeah. Let it all hang out. Um, uh, speaking of Zardes, uh, Jacob, um, uh, he, he got a player of the week award of, of yeah, second yeah. time since he came back from injury. He's so, in great form. Yeah. He's, um, uh, he, he he has nine goals now in 1500 minutes which uh Kyle will tell you that that's even ahead of his normal pace in a season um and you know if he gets to 10 that'd be four years in a row with with uh with 10 plus and I, I'm presuming he's going to get to 10 and that in this league is a, a very impressive thing to post double digits four years in a row for a striker and I think you just look and at American the- striker too God bless the United States of America Kyle <laughs> pledge of allegiance I think you look at the goals he's scoring. I mean, especially that second goal on a great cross from Santos with his weaker right foot. I mean, he gets so high up in the air and I think many people have said he, he yeah. slam dunks it. Uh, it. It was a very impressive. And I just look at a goal like that and you kind of automatically think, okay, this guy, this guy's playing really sharp right now. He looks great. I mean, his movement's always been his calling card, but, uh, He's just everywhere, and he's he's finishing everything. Well, and plus he took a pretty hard collision too at the end of the USA game. Yeah, uh, to the jaw it looked like. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll get to that uh, real quickly in a minute uh, as far as uh, 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 this cycle of of qualifying games. So you know, generally speaking, um, this crew team uh, under Greg Berhalter, um, the previous five years, uh, the five years prior to Caleb Porter's arrival, finished well. Um, uh, they tended to build momentum in uh, September, late August and September and into October. Um, Caleb Porter in, um, in Portland, um, for whom the name, the town was named, obviously uh, he, he did. He also uh, uh, closed. Well, um, you know, I went back and looked at, uh, at their records in September and, and into October and generally speak, speaking, except for 2016, um, and that was the year after they beat the crew in the in the MLS Cup final here in Columbus at at, at the historic Crew Stadium, as it's now called. Um, aside from 2016, um, they they did finish well. The curious thing, Jacob, about uh, Porter's record in Portland, um, and it's it's oft noted, and I, I wonder if it's it's if it's in his consciousness and is any motivation for him, but. Um, he, he never made the playoffs two years in a row in, in Portland. It was, you know, semifinals did not qualify. Won it all did not qualify quarterfinals, which is first round did not qualify. Um, got to here uh, to Columbus in 2019. Uh, that was a DNQ tr- transition season. Then he won it all. And now we're at the question mark here. Is, is he have, does, does he ever bring that up? I, I imagine he doesn't. It's, it's nothing he really wants to kick around. No. And, and, you know, I've seen that passed around too. And you mentioned 2015, they, I believe had to get quite a few results down the stretch there just to get in the playoffs. Yeah. They were four, one and oh, in their last five and six, three and three in their last 12 that year. Right. And and I mean, I would have to look at the 2016 season when they didn't make the playoffs and, and Bezbachenko in 2018 in Toronto, they didn't make it after they, um, won it in, in 2017. I know that was a lot of injuries. I'm curious what it was like in Portland 2016. Um, but we get saddled with all these extra competitions. It's, it's, right. it's, you have to deepen your team and, 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 uh, widen your rotation and all that stuff. We all know that, but 
Still, that, that is a really interesting quirk, Kyle. Uh, he can't make the playoffs two years in a row for, for all the players and teams that he's had, all the success that he's had. He's won two cups with two different teams. I, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> no, I, it's, I think it's, it's weird. It's just, it is just, weird. It's and like it, a, it's multifaceted. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. There's always some amount of blame right. you can, you can put on a coach and staff, but then I hear guys like Josh Williams say it's, it's not Caleb. It's not the staff. It's the players on the field. And, and I trust what that guy has to say. So yeah, I think it's a lot of different factors, but it is an interesting trend. Yeah. So three, one and one in their previous five, as we mentioned, and uh, they have a little momentum going forward. It's going to be tight. Um, I'd like, uh, I hate, you know, I never make, make you guys do, do predictions, but like, will, will they still be alive on decision day? I think they're going to fall short on decision day. No. Will they still be wow. alive before they play the Chicago fire here in the I think new math, crew stadium? I'm going to say mathematically, but then I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to couch it by saying that I'm, we're going to learn a lot in this nice. game because that before decision day is the game against DC United. Mm. And that is going to be the game determining uh, where they are. They're going to have a shot. And then I'm going to chicken out and say, I I don't know. (laughs) A late goal from one of the other teams is going to be a Kamara hat trick. Yeah. Uh, You know, if if they keep playing the way they did Saturday, um, uh, that's a team with a mission to get in. It looked to my eye and, and I, I don't put it past them. This league is volatile. um, And against better teams, Generally speaking this year, I mean, look at uh, the Seattle game, uh, New England. Porter has gotten them up for those games, and they've played pretty well. I mean, New they should England. Have, they, should, they should have yeah. won all those games. Well, then you have Austin and the Cincinnati game. I mean, you've, yeah. had point, you've left points on the table. I know. Yeah. That's the stuff we <laughs> totally. talked about all summer. But but here now, they're, they're, they, they, look, they look very good. Uh, they look very good. Against I think the, they'll uh, be up for it, and they're going to be I, – I think yeah. they'll be in it to, to I, decision day. I, I think – on decision day, yeah. they'll have a shot. You know, they at that point they may need help, but I think they'll have a mathematical shot. Uh, I thought th- that's how impressive they were to my eye on Saturday night. Um, I don't care who they were playing, man. They were really good. They're really good in all facets. Very little chinks. Uh, arguably the best game yeah. they played this year. Yeah, and I think well, I mean we will transition yeah. here to the, to I'll the U.S. The soon. Oh. I'll handle the. No, I'm I'm giving you a layup here, <laughs> no, no, talking no, no, about no. the crew midfield. Nagby, Harrison, Zellerion yeah. were excellent against yeah. Miami. That's the type of performance they need, which is what we saw from the U.S. And I just thought they're they're uh, they're they made sense going forward with 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 Sanch <laughs> back on the wing. Yeah, no, I mean he I, on the right side yeah. this time too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean it just looked it looked like and it looked like. The pressure yeah. was off Zella Ryan, which is something that we've talked about all year. Yeah. It's like he had to, he's had to do so much himself because he's had no help at all from, from the, the other wing. And I wrote about that. And for also, this. and also the wing backs. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. wrote about this this morning and, and yes, I check asked, out Jacob at dispatch.com. He's prolific. For the subscribers, right? Yes. For, for subscribers. Um, but I asked Caleb Porter about Lucas has had so many times this year where he's dribbled into opponents or something like that. And last year we yeah. saw how good of a decision maker he, can be right. why essentially why is that happening and he says when you're not finding words it's he rightly pointed pointed out it's not just lucas it's right. kind of been everyone but lucas is obviously the one we notice most and when you're not getting results people tend to be a little more individualistic because you want to create more especially when they're not creating but as you said mike wingers um outside backs that's been a big part of this and those they were very good on saturday night against miami and helped lucas out a lot 
Okay, so just for the record, before we move on to talk a little bit of national team before we hang it up here, uh, Kyle thinks they'll st- still be in it uh, mathematically before, uh, or actually Jacob does. Kyle yeah. thinks they're done right now, and uh, I think they'll still be alive on November seventh. Um, <laughs> so I just think they're gonna they're gonna win out, and then something crazy is gonna happen, and there's gonna be no, like a they, goal in the 89th minute. If they went like, out, if know. they went out, they're in. No, I'm just saying, like. If they went out, fifty-two points. Yeah, they would be in. They went out there, in Kyle. I I just think something crazy is going to happen the last day, and and crew fans are going to be super happy that they won and go five and zero, and then something crazy is going to happen, and they're not going to qualify at the last minute. I I don't don't see that. If they went out there, in if they go four and one, they're probably in. Um, And if they do anything less than that, they're going to need help, which which I doubt they'll get. That's the way I'll put it. And Jacob thinks that that sounds really good. I, I like the, the uh, Kamara hat trick. <laughs> All right. The U.S. men's national team just uh, uh, finished its uh, second set of three games. Um, it's it's October set. Uh, next up is November 12th uh, against uh, Mexico in Cincinnati at the, uh, what is that, LDFC Cincinnati. Stadium? What is the name of that stadium? TQL. Oh, okay. It's no FC on there or SC? Well, they got to get L in there somewhere. CF. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Jacob! Oh, the, well played! Oh, the, the shield, <laughs> the shield, throwing some shade. I like it at the Queen City. Um, anyway, that's November twelfth. That's that's the big one. And uh, Kyle, this was a once again a window where after the second game, everyone was saying, "Oh my God, uh, it's a mushroom cloud." And then after the third game, you, uh, uh, basically, you can step back and say. That was that was a pretty that was a pretty good window. Not perfect, but here they are in second place, uh, in fine shape, um, w- well on their way to qualifying at this point. So there's six points. Uh, they have six games through fourteen. They have uh, uh, eleven points, and they're they're behind Mexico. And uh, they looked it, once again. They looked very good in their in their in their third game of, of the window. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I I thought um, you know I I, I think Greg probably was looking at all three games and, and was hoping to, to get the two of the three, you know, the, the two home games. And you saw that with the lineup adjustment in Panama, which I think he subbed out seven, seven starters. Nine, from, I believe. Yeah. I think it was nine. It was, it and, was and seven, just, but five right. because two yeah. stayed back. Yeah. He, he took a lot of crap for that yeah. too. But I mean, that's what, I mean, I, I then he rolled nine right. new ones in Jacob right. to, to, uh, to finish here against Costa Rica, right. against a veteran Costa Rica team. And, uh, that was they the youngest good. team in yeah. the history of, of the national team in a qualifying game. What was it, 22 years and mm-hmm. 61 days? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they, uh, and, and, and the young guys showed up too. Uh, that's the thing. They have a midfield now, don't Ooh. they? I, yeah, I'm, I think we know they're starting 11 with, pretty much. Yeah. I think, I think we yeah. do. I mean, you have it written down? I, I, you know, I was, I was, it might be in another notebook, but, uh, let me flip through here. But yes, I mean, they, what, what, it's it's in another one, but uh, what what I've noticed is uh, is is their midfield. Yeah. I mean, that is they I'm have, in love with Musa. Uh, oh, I know, <laughs> and, he's, and he's and he's 18 years old. Yeah. But that's the that's their gas pedal. I yeah. mean, those guys do control the yep. tempo of the game. And Weston, the way he oh man, he was fearless out there. And Tyler Adams, yeah. I mean, Tyler Adams, I mean, he's just whew. 
It's it's uh, what would an Adams Nagby McKinney midfield look oh. like? Not to take anything away from Musa, but Ooh. I was just having yeah. that conversation the other day. But yeah, I mean, let's talk. They're they're starting eleven. Honestly, Turner or, or Stefan for me. I, I think, think Turner is in best form right now. Yeah, but I think he's getting the games. way Greg likes to play. I think Zach's going to get that moving forward because he. I think he plays the balls out a little bit better with his feet and kind of gets the attack going. You know, what's funny is, is uh, he subs Stefan in to play in Columbus yeah. and you know, Stefan hasn't played a lot yeah. and Turner's been really good. Um, uh, not maybe even surprisingly yeah. good. I mean, he's, he's really carved out a niche for himself on the national team, um, but he starts Stefan here and uh, Jacob uh, uh, in the first minute of the game, uh, uh, there's a, there's a goal and I just it's one nothing out. Costa Rica yeah. and everyone's going, yeah. why do you start yeah. stuffing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out why people were so confused yeah. of why Stefan started over Turner. Yeah. I thought it was obvious that that was going to be the case. And then the first, I, I don't know who you blame on. To me, that's just a team mistake. Like there were so many little things on that goal uh, disallowed, but Stefan wasn't bothered the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, distribution was okay. Made a couple of nice saves um, in the second half. And uh, slow Brian Ruiz. Yeah. Uh, that that was help. I yeah. think it was Landon Donovan said, if there's any player in CONCACAF that you wanted to have that breakaway, it would be Brian Ruiz. <laughs> That's a good team, Costa Rica. And they, and they ground him down. They're uh, an experienced team yeah. and, and tough to play. Yeah, increasingly they just ground him down and uh, played with joy, it looked to me. Um, uh, and after the game... Um, Burhalter still getting some crap, uh, maybe deservedly so, for the heavy rotation from game one to game two, and then not from game two to game three for some reason. And and he was sitting there. I talked to him a couple days later. And he was one, a little unnerved by yeah. it still. Yeah, he he was. I get him on the phone, and he and I said, "Thanks for thanks for your time." And he says, "Let me ask you something. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for you." Yeah. And what what uh, what what sort of caught him by surprise was. Um, Geez, how do we put it? The lack of recognition of how young that team Man. was and how well it played. And then uh, I wrote a column about it. If you, if you look at it, take that uh, in, in the microcosm from lower.com field, the new crew stadium, uh, and pull back and look at the men's program writ large over the course of the year. He's, he's turned that roster over um, mm-hmm. and injected youth into it um, with, with, almost seamlessly, which is, which is a hell of a yeah. thing to say for, for a national team. Uh, and, and, you know, through this qualifying cycle, there's been 25 yeah. players who've gotten their first qualifying cap, well, which is yeah. incredible. Um, and mostly it, without his two best players. Too. Right. And they're, they're not even yeah. midway through qualifying yet. And they're sitting in yeah. second place. And, and, uh, for all the criticism he, right. he has gotten, I look at it and and I'm biased because uh, you know I'm pulling for Greg Burhalter. But um, for all the criticism he's got, the job he's done to this point uh, with the roster and to have them in this position at this point, six games into a 14 game. Right. Uh, s- s- well, cycle. I think people are always going to be kind of oh yeah, you know, the they're, they're going to be mad at losing at Panama. You know, one nothing. You know, I think people. You know, what they're the 80. 80- seventh or 84th team ranked in the world right. and you know you first time they ever lost him right or right. something like that i mean yeah. but i mean i think he, he like he's like you said he it's the long play it's the he knows guys need games in concaf he has a young squad and he was playing for the two wins at home for me and i wrote about this you had and i would 
push back on that it was a mushroom cloud after Panama. The mushroom cloud was after the first half at Honduras, yeah. and rightfully so. It looked like a mushroom cloud. But when this team has been kind of backed up against the wall, they have, after Canada, and certainly after the first half against Honduras, they came out, scored four goals in the second half, one, and then they played probably their best game of qualifying, right. I think, considering yeah. I think Costa Rica is better than Jamaica. Uh, when they needed a result after losing at Panama. So that's incredibly impressive to me. Is Ricardo Pepe a better striker than, than you are, Kyle? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> wow, that's high praise. I mean, I watched him in warm-ups, and it, might, might, it, was, it was unbelievable. I mean, I could watch them warm up, like, I mean, just the way that he was finishing the ball. I mean, was, and, he, then what, and then the goal, he you, still, said, you, you what? said what? You said it's probably the best goal you've seen in person. Oh, Des? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that... Into the middle with the yeah. left foot. Oh, incredible. And, and like band. curling away yeah. from yeah. Kaylor Navas, one of the best goalkeepers. Um, Did it ever come out why he got subbed out? Did he hurt? He had or? an adductor injury. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like we said, really impressive performance from the U.S. Get six points in this window, five the one before that. Um, I, I think we have the the, the starting 11. You're, you're back being on, on the left Help me out here. Robinson. Yeah, Anthony Robinson, yeah. Uh, then Miles Robinson, yeah. and I'd say probably John Brooks yeah, still. If he's held, yeah. And then Dest. Yep. Midfield is obviously McKinney, Musa, and Adams. Mm-hmm. And then Polisic, Pepe, and, and Reyna. Yeah. I like Aronson a lot, yeah. though. Uh, yeah, and and Jossie Zardes in yeah. form off the bench. Like there's there's a lot yeah. to like right now. This, this team is now defining itself. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We can sit here and figure out the eleven. Uh, I did ask him about uh, what his rotation is going to be like. Uh, uh, it, it is. It's, he, they have an extra day in this next yeah. window. Well, there's an extra day, and it's only two games. Right. right. And, and then they don't play your best. Then they don't play again until January. So I think we're going to see. I mean, you, if you're if you're the coach, you're saying you're hoping that you know Pulisic and and Reina are, are a drawback in. Um, we'll see how that goes. He he, he said. I think Reina might be out. He's, he he would not relinquish his right to do whatever he wants with with uh, with his roster yeah. heading into November twelfth against Mexico. Um, but you have to guess, given that there's only two games and they have an extra day of rest um, compared to the previous windows, that uh, we're going to see something like the starting eleven that we've just kind of parsed through right here in this in this fine studio. Uh, under the supervision of, of the Podfather. In Mexico, hasn't looked great. They, I, I think the U.S. can can get this game. They've been stealing stuff. You know what I mean? It's like they've been waking up and 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 stealing stealing games and points, Kyle. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean just yeah. just because they can, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> Excellent commentary. I think I, I think know. we'll end on that high note of, of analysis, folks. I want to ask you one question, though. So you have Greg on the phone. Why don't you ask him about his shoe game? I didn't ask him about a shoe game. Dude, it is top notch. He is rocking out some awesome Nikes on the bench. It, well, it, Mike's the <laughs> blue and white New Balance. Yeah. Uh, that that's his shoe game. What do you got on right now, Mike? I have on Brooks Ravenna. Oh, Brooks. All right. They're not. Uh, I do have some. Uh, I don't. They're tennis shoes. I have that are New Balance, but otherwise it's Brooks Ravenna's. Um, and uh, my my dress shoes are Adidas. There we go. Perfect. And and Puma. No complaints. So I want to ask you, Jacob, since, yeah. since um, you know, you go to the tailor, <laughs> what did you think of Greg's T-shirts during, during these, these, uh, these World Cup matches? It's hot in Panama. Keep wearing T-shirts. Do you, do you, like, do you like the T-shirts? It's fine. I have no, no issues with it. Okay. 
Right, he is, should get one of those. This, sh- uh, this show's now circling <laughs> the drain. Get, so let's get out of here. Get one of those hoodie that's a writer. Thanks yeah, for I joining do, yeah. us. We'll talk to you again soon for the fine beat writer Why we have people here, Jacob Myers, <laughs> and, and the uh, the striker Kyle Robertson, and for our fine producer uh, Patrick Flaherty, the Podfather. I'm Mike Arace. Check everything out at uh, Dispatch.com. There's a just click on the crew link. You'll find all the soccer you want. Jacob's cranking it out, and of course Kyle's photography when he decides to work on the weekends is is, is uh, some of the best in the country. Thanks for joining us uh, for these guys. Patrick, just kick us out of here at this point. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.